Well, go ahead and pull out your message notes and make sure you're starting on the front. I got carried away this week. I don't know. When I got doing the outline, it's like, wow, okay. Uh, there's just so much, you know, and, and I'm going to be gone for three weeks, so I guess they all know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we're concluding this message series called Plan B, and it's a series about discovering God's will in the midst of life when things aren't going as planned. And we all have experienced those disappointments, things that didn't turn out as we hoped they would. And, you know, some of those uh, losses are insignificant little things, like we didn't get the parking place that we had hoped we would uh, get when we went to the mall. But others are bigger, and they can leave us confused and uncertain about the future, sometimes even wondering about God's love for us. And it's important not to give up on God, and we explored one of the reasons why last week, The focus of last week's message was that sometimes what appears to be plan B is actually God's plan A. And as I said last week, one of the greatest examples of this is Jesus' death and resurrection. On Friday and Saturday, uh, after Jesus' crucifixion and before the resurrection, Jesus' friends and family must have thought that they were in the midst of plan B. They must have wondered, uh, what now? We thought Jesus was the Messiah, and now his body is laying in the tomb. And it wasn't until Sunday morning that they were able to understand the events of the last few days were all a part of God's plan A for the world. And sometimes what looks like plan B is actually God's plan A. But there are other times in life when things seem like plan B, and they really are plan B. And that's the focus of today's message Sometimes plan B really is plan B. And God's will is perfect. And as we talk about God's will, it's always important to remember that God's will flows out of his love for us. Uh, He wants the very best for us. So discovering God's will and walking in that will be the most beautiful and purposeful way to live. You never have to be afraid of God's will. But his will is perfect, and we are imperfect people, and so we sometimes miss out on God's plan for us. So today I want to start by looking at three reasons that we can miss God's plan A. And then we'll talk about how to get through what you're going through. And that phrase, get through what you're going through, I I heard that somewhere. I can't remember where, so I'll give credit to somebody that I have no idea who it was. It might be Rick Warren or somebody like that. But anyway, huh? Rick Warren. Okay. I just thought it was a good way to talk about these three points. But anyway, so let me give you three reasons we can decide on God's plan A. The first is disobedience to God's revealed will or his moral will. And last week we talked about the fact that much of God's will for us is already revealed to us through the scriptures and through Jesus Christ. God's moral will is God's plan A for every life. God's moral will and revealed will Uh, is that we live according to God's ways. Don't kill, don't steal, honor your father and mother, don't lie, don't commit adultery, love one another, forgive one another, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. These kinds of things are God's general will for all, all people. So when we talk about God's plan A, we know that anytime children are abused or a spouse has an affair or a business partner runs off with half of your investment, when there are addictions or corruption or oppression or injustice, these things are not God's plan A for us. 
There will be times when plan B really is plan B. And because we live in a world where people sometimes choose to go against God's uh, general will for them, we experience broken relationships. Innocent people get hurt. We saw that in Manchester and the Coptic Christians in Egypt this week. There is suffering and loss, and those kinds of things are not what God intended for us when he created the world. We can miss God's plan A through disobedience to God's will. And this disobedience can be our own disobedience or the disobedience of someone else. We can't control other people's choices. Have you ever (laughs) noticed that? Right. And so sometimes marriages are destroyed or a job is lost or a relationship falls apart because um, there are people who are making, we all have free choice, right? And we're fallen people. So sometimes we choose badly and we miss out on God's best for us. So then we can miss God's plan A, number two, because sometimes we lack the faith to step into what God has for us. And I want to give just a short little bunny trail here to make sure you understand that these different uh, terms I'm using. Um, there are primarily three dimensions to God's will. The first is his ultimate will or his sovereign will. Those are things that God has promised he's going to do and will no way allow them to be thwarted. So uh, one example would be God's sovereign will. It was God's sovereign will to raise Jesus to life again. And nothing was going to thwart that plan. Nothing can keep God from accomplishing his ultimate will for you and for the world. Then there's God's moral will, and, and sometimes it's called the, his revealed will or his general will. And this is the will that we find in Scripture, and we just talked about that a few minutes ago. God has a general will for every person that we should live in relationship with him and according to his ways and his purposes for us. But then there is God's personal or individual will for each person. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, God created each of you uniquely. He has gifted you intentionally, and he has a purpose for every life. And, you know, there will be times when we know what that is or are fairly certain what it is God wants us to do right now at this moment in our time in this place, and yet it's scary or, we, you know, we just don't have the faith and we shrink back, we might feel ill-equipped for it, uh, and we lack the faith to step into what God has for us. And an Old Testament example of this is the Israelites. Um, They knew that God had promised them the promised land, and and they were supposed to go into it and possess, possess it, but they were afraid, right? There were giants in the land, and so they shrank back, and they missed out on God's plan A, and Numbers 14.28 says that their carcasses dropped in the wilderness. That was not God's will, uh, God's plan A for them. They missed out because they lacked the faith to step in and possess what God had in mind for them. And then the third reason we can miss God's plan A is we sometimes confuse our plan with God's plan. And, uh, you know, we go with our plan instead of God's. And in, in these kind of circumstances... Often, you know, we want to be obedient, but we either don't wait for God's timing or we get ahead of God or we think we've heard from God when we haven't. And our intentions are good, 
um, but we get ahead or we lag behind. And an example of this in Scripture would be Abraham and Sarah. Uh, God said, you're going to have a son, and I'm going to give you a son through Sarah. But that wasn't happening, and they waited like 10 years, still nothing. So Sarah says, here's my servant girl, Hagar. You uh, take her, you sleep with her. We'll have a son through her and create her family uh, through uh, Hagar. So Abraham goes with the, the plan, and it says that he slept with Hagar, and she conceived. And when she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. And of course, as we read on, we discover that that decision was the source of a lot of grief for everyone. And instead of waiting on God's timing, they got ahead of God. Sometimes we miss God's plan A by putting our own plan in place. So um, we can miss God's will for us through disobedience, through lack of faith, and through human error. And this doesn't mean we're outside of a relationship with God if we're continuing to love him, but we can miss out on God's best for us. And, and one of the essentials to living a life of joy is knowing how to overcome and live with joy in plan B situation. So, because uh, we all experience them, right? <laughs> we, all, we all know what that feels like. So I'm going to give you three steps to get through what you're going through. And the first is, don't let the regrets and bitterness of the past ruin your future. And whether your uh, circumstances are the result of someone else's choices or your own, we can be left with feelings of regret or bitterness, and those feelings can keep us from moving forward and recovering from the losses that we've experienced. And you may look back on your life and wish that you had make, made different choices You know, if only I hadn't dropped out of school, if only I hadn't married that guy, if only I hadn't said that. What if I had spoke up? What if I had waited? What if I had listened to my dad, my teacher, my pastor? You know, uh, you fell in the blank. But (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) And, you know, we can get stuck in the what ifs and the only, if only mode. And our understanding is limited, so we don't know where we would be if we had chosen differently or if someone else had acted differently than they did. And it's so easy to blame the way that your life has turned out or your circumstances um, on that person who hurt you, whether it was a spouse or a boss or a friend or a stranger. But the only way to heal is to move past blaming, past the anger, past the regret, and ask God to redeem your circumstances. And, you know, God gave the Israelites this promise when they were in the midst of their, a plan B time in their history. And he'll do the same for us. It says in Isaiah, I think it does, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do, not, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And, and God will make the, a way through what may feel like a wasteland right now in your life and do a new thing if you will let go and let God. Let go of all the hurt. Let go of the regret. Uh, don't cling to what could have been. Uh, you know, the future is wide open. With God, everything is possible. 
So, so let hope in. And then number two, keep praying. I know, this is a point like every other week. But <laughs> it's especially important to pray when you've gotten off track. Uh, God is the only one who knows the future. He's the only one who knows his plan for you. And when we have circumstances that we don't understand, the wisest thing you can do is go to God in prayer. And I want to give you three reasons that scripture is uh, in Scripture that it's so important to pray in Plan B situations. The first is the Holy Spirit will help us to pray according to God's will. But we want to know what God's will is in this. Um, and we don't always know that. We don't know how to pray. But the Holy Spirit helps us and does. Romans 8.26 says, The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot express be expressed in words. And the Holy Spirit helps us pray. And it's important when you're praying to listen to what God like is inspiring in you and, and telling you to pray because he's leading you forward through your prayer time. The Holy Spirit is revealing to you uh, what you are to do, what you, sh- what you should do next. So listen as you pray. Then B, it's God who reveals his purposes and his will. Uh, you know, God doesn't want you to be in the dark either. He, he wants you to know what his will for you is, and he will show you what he has in mind for you if you ask. And this is a prayer that Paul prayed for the Colossian church. He said, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. And um, God not only knows his will and purposes for you, uh, he wants you to know it. So ask God and, and be bold in your asking. Ask him for complete understanding of his will. And, and the wisdom and the understanding that's needed to act on it. Then number three, we need to pray because it's God who equips us to do his will. Um, I don't know about you, but my tendency is to try to fix things myself, you know. And then later it's like, oh, I should have prayed about that. Our, our first response should be to pray because God is the one who equips us to fix it, right? Or equips us to do his will. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21 says, Now may the God of peace equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that's pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. So it's God who equips us to do his will. We need to seek him in prayer. One, because he'll tell us how to pray. Two, because he'll tell us what to do. And three, because he'll equip us to do it, okay? So pray. And then, let me give you the last step to get through what you're going through here. And that is to rely on God to work out his good purposes in your life. Now, the the Bible is full of stories that are proof positive of God's ability to redeem broken people and plan B circumstances, Uh, God just keeps weaving everything together. And over and over in Scripture, we see that people fall short, but God's ability to carry out his plan isn't limited by our mistakes or our shortcomings. We We might miss out on one future, 
but God can weave all the past experiences together and create a future for us. And, and it will be a, free, a future that ha, is full of joy and meaning. And the Bible tells us that God works all things together for those who love him and are called according to his purposes, right? Romans eight twenty eight. He is the master weaver. He makes all, takes all the choices. He takes all of life's circumstances, the good and the bad, and he can weave those things together to fit into his plan. And when we seek his guidance and allow him to lead, he will lead us into a new day. So as we close this series, I, I want to invite you to read um, our series memory verse together. And as you read this, remember that this is God's promise to you. It's from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So even if you you don't recognize God's presence with you right now, or it seems like God has forgotten to be good, God is at work right now in your life. If you'll continue to trust him, he'll show you which path to take. He will lead you. He will lead you through. You're going to make it. Let's pray. Our loving God, we, uh, we thank you that you are the master weaver, that uh, you can take any circumstance and you can bring good out of it. And there are people here today that need, that, need to know that, God, that as hurt as they may feel or as afraid as they uh, might be, that you're in control, that you can work everything together Uh, for their good if they will continue to live according to your purposes and continue to trust you. So we lift up every circumstance um, that's on people's hearts today and ask you, God, to to be Lord of all and King of kings. Uh, We thank you for loving us, for showing us that love through your word, through your son Jesus, and we offer our lives uh, for your purposes as we go from here. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.